You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up the staffing. Our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach with me, Ann Kennedy, and Jillian Music, co-founder of Moz and my business partner in Outlines Venture Group. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. You can find out more at Outlines Venture Group. Today, we're talking about growth hacking. Last week's episode, we talked about growth hacking for corporations uh, by the assets and attributes of successful CEOs. This week, Jillian is going to talk about the assets and attributes of successful companies. This is all from a presentation you did in March at MivaCon. Jillian, what did you tell them? Yes, I did talk about both the assets and attributes of successful companies as as well as the assets and attributes of successful CEOs. So two different elements that would really tell you whether or not a company is likely to not just survive, but to thrive. So yes, indeed, I am going to talk about that. And um, last week, we talked about the assets and attributes of successful CEOs. And I would invite our listeners to go uh, check in on that uh, podcast. That was one of two. And this is two of two on uh, growth hacks for your business. An asset for a company, right, in a business sense, is a physical or intangible thing that is useful in an effort to succeed in business. So again, physical or intangible, and it's got to be useful in your effort to grow your company, all right? That's an asset in a business sense. Um, the assets of successful companies are fairly few, so that's a good thing. You can acquire them, and it won't take much to do it. Here's what we have as differentiators for those companies that truly thrive, not just survive in this economy. They have a clear, defensible, unique selling proposition, clear and defensible. A USP isn't, you know, the 
how should I say, I had, I had a photo of colored pencils for this, uh, you know, presentation that I made over at MivaCon in 2015. So the series of pencils shows a bunch of them that are very well used. Some of them have no nib at all and so on. One of them is very sharp and pointed and it's red. Okay. And what I pointed out to the audience is that the unique selling proposition, the USP, was not the sharp point of that single red pencil. It was the color. Right? There are loads of colors, but none were so noticeable as the red pencils. And all the pencils can be sharpened, but only the red pencil can be red. Okay? Think clearly about your unique selling proposition. If someone can easily achieve exactly what you've done, if they can merely sharpen the pencil, it is not a unique selling proposition. Even if it is for today, literally in 24 hours, it might not be. So think about that. You'll hear a lot about needing a unique selling proposition from angels and from VCs. If you're raising money, being perceived as having a USP is a good thing. But in real life, tell me the USP between one rail line and another, for example, between GM, Ford, and Chrysler, between one cell phone or another. It comes down to sometimes stylistic preferences. Now, a robust, competitive marketplace keeps you on your toes, and USPs are often not more than cosmetic, so keep them in perspective. So the first thing I told you was a USP is really important, and the second thing I told you was, well, maybe it's not so important. (laughs) So, So think about that, right? What I'm saying is, yeah, you need one, and you better be able to clearly state what it is, but get real about how important it really is to your product. Right? Your unique selling proposition may not be anywhere near as important as the fact that you can command a specific market and you're really good at marketing to that specific target market and really nobody else seems to be able to capture them. That really isn't a selling proposition. It's an asset in your ability to sell. People who want red pencils. Could be, but it could be perhaps, um, I don't know, it could be children who want red pencils as opposed to adults. It could be teachers who use red pencils as opposed to anybody else. It could be all kinds of things. Maybe it's just about artists, whatever your target market is, right? What I'm saying is it is not so critical to say I am the only one selling red pencils with sharp points. It is critical to know where you can sell them and where you can really dominate the stage on it. All right. The second asset they have is, yep, capital. Fundraising is constantly an issue. Everybody that we meet, everybody you and I interview, and they all come up with the same thing. Yes, we need money. We need money. We need money. Yes, they do. And access to capital makes a big difference. I mean, really, a great deal of difference. A lot of good ideas do die for lack of access to capital. We'll get straight about that. However, unlimited capital is as deadly as too little or none. And sometimes it's more deadly. More companies survive with little or no startup capital than will thrive under the soddenness of working with too much capital. Lack of restraints is not a good thing. So is this like uh, Goldilocks? 
It has yes, to be the right size amount it of capital. It is exactly the right size, yes. If you actually take in too much capital too early on, or if you hear people saying, you know, I'm not going to give you that much capital because it will, you know, I want to keep you hungry kind of. It's not going to happen that way, right? They're not being silly. They're not being precious, and they're not giving you foolish excuses for why they're not going to give you the money. They're really quite serious. The point is I've seen intrapreneurship specifically, so companies that throw huge amounts of money at some kind of a startup that's essentially internally funded, right? And that startup could be working elsewhere. They don't have to work inside the company itself. So it really is a startup, right? But because they have all this money behind them, they think like an old company. Ah, Okay. They just know that there's a safety net there. Sometimes a safety net is nice and sometimes having none makes you really good at the tightrope. Right? Lean startup is essentially not possible. Right? What was it? It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter, right? Yeah, well, right. You know the what? Kingdom. It right. works in business. <laughs> it's exactly true. right. Get out there and walk that tightrope and make that thing a lean startup. All right. So access to capital, but just enough. Stop you know, crying for more and more and more money. Start learning to work within the constraints of the very minimal capital that you have. You will become a much, much better company, never mind a better CEO. Okay. All right. What's so next? What's next? What do I have on my, uh, on my location, uh, location, oh. location. Oh. Yes, indeed. <laughs> talk, to, talk to us about location. Yes, and companies can live or die based on where they decide to build a company, no question about it. So, again, brick and mortar, obviously the nexus of very crowded spaces. That makes sense. But there is this other thing about, you know, just the costs of doing business in different places. So while Podunk might have the advantage of being less expensive real estate, depending on what it is you're building and whether you're raising capital, you might want to consider other locations. Dallas, for example, great place for medical device companies to get funded. Right? Turns out that VCs as well as angels really like to fund companies that are locally, you know, stationed. And it kind of seems strange. Uh, it's, it's almost never that the company is visited by the angel or the venture capitalist. Almost never. And even if they do, airplanes work. You know, that's fine. But it's, it just seems to be comfortable for them to have local companies. We certainly heard this at Moz. You know, we were down, um, raising money early on in uh, 07 and so on, or, or again in 09, 10. Uh, we heard those kinds of things. You know, if you were in the Valley, it would be easier. Are you kidding me? We're up in Seattle. But it's something to think about. So if you're Boston, medicine, absolutely. That's different, by the way, than medical devices, medicine. Okay. Wichita was a great place to found a company in the aerospace industry. And now not so much. You know, Boeing's gone. It, it all depends on what's there and what's not there and that sort of thing. Seattle is still a great place for either tech or for aerospace. Right? But that can change over time. So if there's a mountain go where the mountain is. <laughs> yeah. Think carefully about the balance of the value of, of where you are. It is difficult, for example, to build a company in Phoenix in the tech sector. Uh, talent, access to talent is tough. 
right? It's, it's a fairly good uh, standard of living there. There's low cost of uh, residences and so on. It's new infrastructure. All of that kind of stuff is nice, but it just isn't a tech center, and you don't find a lot of super talented folks in the tech sector there. What you do find is that you can get the early folks kind of coming out of college or whatever, but after a year or so, they would like to move on. They, too, want to move to New York, Boston, Dallas, Chicago, Seattle, and, of course, the Silicon Valley. So we need to take a break. Um, Jillian, we'll come back after a few words from our sponsors and uh, continue talking about what are the assets and attributes of successful companies. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We are talking with Jillian today about growth hacks for your business, especially what makes a successful company. What are the assets and attributes of a successful company? Jillian, you just ran through a number of uh, assets. Uh, We talked about a clear defensible USP. We talked about capital. We talked about location. What else is there that uh, makes a successful company? A highly dedicated team. Ah. So 
highly dedicated and highly qualified, I should say, right? And to get a highly qualified team, you need to spur on that dedication, if you will, and it all comes down to good culture. And that's an attribute of a successful company. And you and I talk about this all the time. We help companies uh, establish a corporate culture that makes a difference, that can attract that best-in-class talent. We talk about this all the time. So passion around a subject yields dedication, but so does giving a chance to someone who doesn't always get a chance to prove their value. So we talked to somebody named Anne-Marie Archer of Archer & Associates not too long ago, and she was talking about diversity in tech companies as well, not just in the staff, but in the senior level as being one of the attributes of successful companies that she sees. So looking for diversity, not just in race, but in age, in uh, physical capacity, in skill sets, in, um, if you will, viewpoints on how things are put together and so on. This diversity of experience um, makes a huge difference, right? You might want to get a veteran on your team. They've had experiences that many others have never had. It might help to give a different viewpoint on whatever it is you're building or how the public might use it. You might want to try all kinds of things around the concept of diversity. It is not only about male or female, black or white, and so on. Those are the simple ones. Think much more deeply about it. Okay. I'm trying to think. What's the next one? Oh, yes. They have wizards and they have executors. Executors and wizards. We talk about this all the time. Yes, we do. I would say the first one is to know which one you are. The wizard is the person who climbs the highest mountain and gets on the tallest tree on top of that highest mountain and shouts to all the others below, wrong mountain, go that way. Mm-hmm. And the executor is the one who is in front of the team, hacking away at things, providing the tools to the folks with the scythes and the drills and the motors and the whatever, who are hacking through the forest to get where they're going. One envisions what will be, the other makes it happen, puts it into effect. They run schedules, they organize financial data, they have people reporting to them, they are people wranglers, right? they have organizational skills, they have the ability to drive product to the finish line. The wizard often doesn't. They get deep into the weeds about development concepts. Sometimes they get a little too minute and need to be pulled back out. But they also have vision around the broadest subject of whatever it is that the company is building. They see where that landscape is and they see what needs to be filled. They find holes before others even know they exist. I would say no clearly. Which one are you? And which one do you need? We see again and again, and don't we, wizards who cannot find and work with their executors. And those folks will never market their product out of a wet paper bag. Absolutely. But look, we we also meet many um, wizards who think they can do both. Oh, gosh, do we ever. Absolutely. So we should move on and talk about the successful attributes of successful companies. There we go. All right. Attributes of successful company. Now, an attribute is something that's intrinsic to the nature of a company. Let's find out. Um, The first thing is that uh, we were going to talk about intrinsic motivators. 
Right? Yeah, they, explain that they, to me. Okay, intrinsic our listeners. So, because the requirements of success have changed in the 21st century, we rely a great deal more on the creative, inventive, and innovative capabilities of human beings, right? And not so much on the use of physical laborers for the tech sector companies. In particular, kind of not at all for tech sectors, right? We no longer just turn knobs or lift things or box things and so on, right? The way that companies motivate employees must therefore change. The most successful companies use intrinsic motivators. Now, there's a magnificent TED Talk by Dan Pink who talks to you about this all means. And I absolutely strongly watch the TED Talk by Dan Pink on intrinsic motivators. We'll do that on our Facebook page. So facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Go check it out. We're going to put a link to um, Dan Pink's TED Talk. Right? He talks about... Um, kind of the, the difference in the 20th century. We had Theory X management, and they were effective through the 19th and most of the 20th century. Uh, they s- essentially said that um, uh, people are inherently lazy and you have to kind of hit them with a stick constantly to get them to work. Right? Theory Y became popular in the late 20th century and they were saying, well, people are intrinsically, if you will, good-hearted and want to do good work and you need to provide them carrots so that you know, they continue to do even better work. But it turned out that the compensation portion, the carrot itself, was completely bunk. That was amazing. Right. The carrot that was always offered was more money. And it doesn't work. Understanding the nature of your own employees, whether they are people wranglers, those people who will move up in management, or whether they are individual contributors, more likely to be people who perhaps code or have great deep knowledge in their own sector and are huge value to the company as well, but don't want to and are no good at managing people, is as important as knowing that you know, at some point they've got enough money in their pocket. Past the minimum viable paycheck, nobody gives a damn at this point. Pay them enough to take that subject off the table. You will be surprised at how much it is not, right? It isn't super little, but it is not a huge amount. After that, they want to lean in. They want to change the world. They want to work with good teams. They want to build something extraordinary. They want to solve complex problems. There are so many personal intrinsic motivators, and every one that I just mentioned is different. Absolutely. So think about what it is that motivates your team and use those intrinsic motivators. Cash turns out to be really, really bad, and it's incredible how bad it is. It is actually worse to pay somebody more. They actually, the, the more you pay, the more it poorly affects or negatively affects the ability to be innovative and creative. Shocking. So be very careful about how you look at that. Well, you might think that it'd be good news for the bean counters in the company, but there are probably other ways that uh, we want to uh, spend those funds, right? That's absolutely correct. Uh, being supportive, providing continuing education, providing, you know, uh, somehow those services within the office itself, everything from nice coffees to who knows what, all of that stuff also takes money. And honoring somebody as a human being, not just as a worker, is a big, big difference. So, yes, you can spend that money in other ways. They don't necessarily want to see it in their pocket. Okay. Tag fee. Tag fee Ah. is something that started at Moz. So, um, you know, Rand wrote that. Rand Fishkin wrote tag fee. It's transparency, authenticity, generosity, fun, empathy, and exceptional work. There are a lot of words that are out there that would represent the culture of a company with somehow a similar basis. So this is just one example. According to the findings from over a thousand full-time employees across the United States, 81% of them would join a company, right, in preference that values open communication, for example. 
more than one that offers perks such as top health plans, free food, and gym memberships. Interesting. 81%. I'd say that's the 20 rule, wouldn't it? Yep. (laughs) Okay. Huge. We will put links to that kind of data on our Facebook page. I have a lovely link for you there. Yeah, it will be on the Facebook page. Okay. So once again, TAGFI is just one acronym for these kind of successful cultures. And you can learn more about TAGFI at Moz.com. And I believe it's just Moz.com slash TAGFI. We'll put a link to, uh, you know, the uh, reading on that one as well. All righty. So let's talk about understanding the asset value. I think that's really important. There are four questions to ask about every asset, and some of your assets will be about capital, hardware, uh, software, IP, those kinds of things. What you want to do is list the kind of assets you have, okay? And even having human capital is important, so list them if it's crucially important there. It's what assets do I have? What assets can I get? doesn't mean you only buy them. But what can you acquire? How valuable are they? Remember, we talked about the value of a USB. And should I pursue this asset? That's how you figure it out. What assets do I have? What can I get? How valuable are are they? And should I pursue it? So reminders again, an asset is a physical or intangible thing, and it's got to be useful in your effort to succeed in business. Now, what makes an asset valuable is this Venn diagram connection between scarcity, appropriate ability, and demand. Now, appropriate ability, I'm not even sure that's a word. But it's a good one. Yeah, it's a goodie, isn't it? (laughs) But it is the nexus of those three. How scarce is it? How easy is it for others to get at it? And so on, right? Let's think about all three of these in order. The first thing I'd like to say is that value is measured in its time, so being able to walk when you know we were hominids, big deal. Getting on rails later, being able to fly, uh, having a um, you know an Amazon a drone deliver your stuff. You know it again. Measure it in time. We're going to get a break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to talk about how else assets are valued and how you value yours. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy, and Jillian Music and I are talking today about assets and attributes of successful companies. We're breaking it down so that you can learn how to do this with your company. So, Jillian, when we stopped, you were beginning to talk about assets before the break. Um, right. What defines an asset and how do you test it? So in our remaining few minutes in this segment of the program, can you run through what people need to know um, yes. about that? Yes. The What we want to know is what makes an asset valuable. And I talked about scarcity, demand, and appropriateability. So in the appropriate ability, if it's a word, right, we say that it's valued in time, whether you can walk, whether you had rails of a railroad to deliver things, whether you could deliver things by air or by drone, all in its time, right? In space as well. A camel is wonderful in the desert. A goat would be better if you were in a very steep mountain. It would be nice to have a boat if you were on water, not a goat. So, you know, it all depends on where you are. And certainly it is all about the industry too. For example, these monster uh, multiple flat panel screen arrangements are great assets and worth a lot of money if you happen to be working statically at a desk. But if you happen to be driving a truck cost country, well, you better have an iPad instead. So let's test the value of your asset. Is it physically unique? Is it hard to replicate or copy or imitate? Physical unique assets are not easily replicable. Okay. Is it path dependent? Now, path dependent is interesting. It means that it's not likely that others can leapfrog the steps that you had to take to gain that asset or merely purchase them that, and purchase them cheaply. For example, drug patents. You have to go through all kinds of hoops. It is unlikely somebody can purchase it cheaply or leapfrog your steps. Same thing with mineral rights. Those would be what we would call path dependent. 
All right. Causal ambiguity. This is more about culture and things, corporate culture, innovation capabilities, your agility, for example, right? It's easy, for example, to cut costs, get routes, sell low cost tickets, but it's really hard to replicate Southwest Airlines culture that is fun, family, and frugality. Doesn't that have a lot to do with your brand then? Yes. Causal ambiguity. Causal ambiguity is about a brand, absolutely. Rubbermaid, for example, continues to do well throughout good times and recessionary times, right? And though it has changing technologies and across socioeconomic strata of all varieties, Rubbermaid sells its products. And it's not just about the thing that goes... You know, it's all <laughs> kinds of products in the kitchen. They have it figured out. That is their innovative capability. They see what is about to happen in the uh, economy and they know what they're going to sell next. Quite amazing. Now, economic deterrence. If it's simply so expensive to replicate your asset, that it become, then your asset becomes even more valuable than the sum of investment made to create it. And in this case, I put a photo of the Pilkington Glass Factory that's just outside of London on this photo that I showed at the MIVA conference. And the reason I chose that is the land itself is essentially impossible to get. Right? And it's just outside London. You can't get it anymore. Right? They ain't selling it anymore. All right. So you want to test the durability of your asset as well. In testing its durability, because something that's a fly-by-night is not very interesting, the question is, how long will your asset provide you an advantage over the competition? Right? So your ability to calculate has um, increased dramatically over the past hundred years. And the industrial and then technological revolutions rode on the waves of those abilities, if you will, right? We had things like an abacus and then we had, um, I don't know, the basic computers and so on. And then we went on to craze and we went on to laptops and whatnot. And recently we have this, um, you know, uh, Apple Watch and so on. How long is it likely to last? So from the abacus to the slide rule to the calculators, we achieved increasing power, but each one was valuable for short a period of time, right? Miniaturization, for example, can be an asset durability question for you. Desktops, laptops, tablets, and now these little Apple watches, right? How long is it likely to provide a serious value to you, right? And then finally, tested stability. In this case, I showed a photograph of a salesman standing there with a Rolodex, Right. So who gains the benefit of that asset? Right. You have assets like this amazing Rolodex. But if it belongs to your stellar salespeople, right, it leaves with those salespeople. And with that, we're going to wrap it up here today at CEO Coach. You have an idea about how to test everything around the assets you have. Right. Now, your job is to go ask those four questions. What do I have? What can I get? What will it take to get it? And how long will it be valuable to me? Should I go after it? All right. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy at CEO Coach. Ann, wrap it up for us. Well, that thanks so much, Jillian, for those insights. Uh, we'll put the slideshow. It's up on SlideShare. We'll put a link to it. Um, that's it for m- this Monday at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at webmasterradio.fm for their support. You can download these shows through Webmaster Radio, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. 
You can find links and more on facebook.com slash CEO coach podcast. Do stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.